0: Hey, Jen Banks here. This is the podcast A is for Adversity, and I'm going to talk about being more intentional about our thoughts and our goals so we can make our lives happen instead of letting life happen to us. Hello again. Starting now, I'm going to begin each podcast episode with its name. This is so that if you're doing housework or you're out on the go, you'll have an idea of what I'm going to talk about before I do. This is episode number four, Chasing Meaning. This podcast episode is sponsored by Sherry Fernandes. And I've mentioned her before as one of the amazing life coaches that I've learned from. So some of this content in the episode will be primarily what I've learned from her. And if you want to work with her further, she can be found on Facebook under Life Mastery Coach Sherry Fernandes. She can also be found on her website at SherryFernandes.com. Sherry is so driven and it's amazing to watch. She makes it a point to know everyone's name. Each Relief Society lesson that she taught, she would go around and make sure she knew who everyone was or learn their name before she began her lesson. She's a wonderful conversationalist and you can't help but feel important when you talk to her. Okay, back to Chasing Meaning. First of all, I just love that title, Chasing Meaning. That's such a good verb, chasing. We're not sitting around, we're not waltzing or walking towards meaning, we're chasing it. As human beings, we seek for that value, that purpose in life that we want to glean. There's a quote that says, the purpose of life is life of purpose. And that's the very first quote in my original quote book. I just love it and feel like it's so true. It's interesting though, because... I know some women are stay-at-home moms and they feel totally fulfilled doing that. There are other moms who are working moms and they feel totally fulfilled doing that. It's not necessarily what you choose, it's how you choose to think about it that makes life have meaning. So goals in life are how we reach our potential. Purpose turned into action is passion and I know it's much easier for me to reach a goal when I'm passionate about it. Working with Sherry, I learned that there are seven categories in which you can set goals. These are relationships, physical, financial, business, lifestyle, mental, and spiritual. When making our goals, we can set one to two in each category and we'll want to first determine what types of goals they are. Are these things that we want to accomplish daily, weekly, monthly? And based on that, we can track those goals. Tracking our goals is how we stay accountable. It's much more than just willpower and grit. When completing our goals, we are changing our mindset as we figure out what's possible or even defy what's impossible. There's a quote by Joe Girard that says, the elevator to success is out of order. You'll have to take the stairs one step at a time. And when I'm striving to reach my goals, I like to picture my future self and who I want to be. Something that helps me reach my goals is scheduling out my day or my week. And it doesn't have to be jam-packed with things that are keep you busy, you definitely need to schedule time for self-care and thought work. On the other hand though, can you sit in boredom or do you just buffer it away? There are definitely times in life when we have to wait or be patient and that's what we're supposed to be doing. Jody Moore says you're either taking massive action or passive action and I know this is true with goals. There are some things that we do that we think are helping us reach our goals, but really it's just passive action. It's busy work. It's things that we're drafting or reading or consuming instead of taking the steps that will help us reach our goal. I talked last episode a little bit about self-care and how it's figuring out what your needs are and then meeting those needs. I haven't delved a lot into thought work and exactly what that looks like. So I wanted to take a little bit of time and explain that here, especially because all problems that we have, quote-unquote problems, are thought problems. They're what we're making it mean. And, you know, we're humans and that's something that's unique to our species is that we can have those intelligent thoughts and we give meaning to those. So, this is what thought work looks like. Jody Moore says you begin with a thought download, and this is best done on paper, so you can really flesh things out and see what's going on. This is where you separate your thoughts from the facts. You just write down everything that you're thinking or feeling or anything that comes to mind, and if you have a little lull, you're just writing down, I don't know what to write about. This really helps get it all on paper, and once you're aware of it, you can have more leverage over it and go from there. In the space of watching our thoughts, however, we don't want to go to the place of judgment. We are not to judge our thoughts because that will sometimes make us stuck or feel shame about what we are feeling, and that's not helpful. After you do a thought download, you name the emotions that you're feeling. Remember, emotions are just one word. So you could be feeling fear or anger, resentment, happiness, worry. Once you've named the emotion, you need to identify where it is in your body. Do you feel it in your stomach? Do you feel it in your throat? What does it feel like? Leaning into it will help you not be afraid of it so that you can know in the future what it is. You can recognize, oh yeah, this is fear. I can do fear. No one that I know of has died of negative emotion. (laughs) So back to your goals. I'm busy is just a thought. Did you know that? That's not a fact. Anytime that you have something subjective or any adjectives in your circumstance line, those need to be moved to your thoughts. So I'm busy is just a thought. Overwhelm comes from your thoughts. The reason we do anything in life is because of how we believe it'll make us feel. Those emotions are available now and are actually what will help us reach our goals. If we want to feel happy, we don't have to wait until we reach our goal to feel happy. That is available to us right now. There's a poem that I heard on my mission called The Dash. The mission president's wife shared it and I loved it. She related it to the dash between the years that we were serving on our missions, but the poem talks about the dash between the years that you lived here on earth. So I'm going to read it. It's by Linda Ellis. I read of a man who stood to speak at the funeral of a friend. He referred to the dates on the tombstone from the beginning to the end He noted that first came the date of birth and spoke of the following date with tears, but he said what mattered most of all was the dash between those years. For the dash represents all the time they spent alive on earth, and now only those who loved them know what that little line is worth. For it matters not how much we own, the cars, the house, the cash. What matters is how we live and love and how we spend our dash. So think about this long and hard, are there things you'd like to change? For you never know how much time is left that can still be rearranged. To be less quick to anger and show appreciation more, and love the people in our lives like we've never loved before. If we treat each other with respect, and more often wear a smile, remembering that this special dash might only last a while. So when your eulogy is being read with your life's actions to rehash... Would you be proud of the things they say about how you lived your dash? Your weekly wisdom is this by Diane Ackerman. I don't want to get to the end of my life and find out that I only lived the length of it. I want to have lived the width as well. Have a good week.